What's up, everyone? And thanks for listening to episode six of the New York Sports Beat Podcast. My name is Rich Piazza. You can find me on Twitter at Rich P Fantasy and find the show at Sports Beat NY. Wanted to jump on here real quick, do a little weekend recap. But before we do, please be sure to subscribe to this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, TuneIn, pretty much wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. I would appreciate that very much. Thank you. So weekend recap. First series of baseball is in the books, at least for one team, the Mets. Didn't get going yet due to the Nationals and their COVID outbreak. And shame on MLB that they are still going through this at this extent. Some teams need to get their act together or MLB needs to tighten up restrictions for either that team or the league in general. Especially for those teams that can't get their act together. Because it's at a point now here where I think we are all, and I'm not going to get into the political and COVID and all that stuff as far as, you know, what you should, shouldn't do. I really don't care, Um, you know, what your belief is and, and all that. But we're at a point right now where we should be able to have baseball and have a full season. We just saw an NFL season take place with with some bumps in the road. Nothing crazy, nothing major. But here we are, the first series. The first series. And this team has an outbreak, and it basically is affecting two teams. Right? And it can it's going to carry on more. And now you're, you're talking about it is a division series, which in a sense is good. But now these teams are going to have to make these games up at some point. At some point in the season when... They're not so fresh when they're tired, maybe having just played eight games in a row or whatnot. So MLB's got to do something. Hopefully this is the only hiccup early on right now. It seems to be. And it just came out. I heard that um, that the Nationals game with Atlanta is also now postponed for Monday, which by the time you're listening to this means, you know, for today. Um, and it's, that's, that's, that's terrible. It's terrible. But anyway, Mets will get underway on Monday today, most likely for those again, that are listening right the second against the Phillies. And I believe that game is in Philadelphia, if I'm not mistaken, start time is 7 PM. Yeah. Cause the Mets then come home on Thursday for three games against the Marlins. So obviously not much to recap there with the Mets. Mets fans look forward to their season getting going on Monday, April 5th, and hopefully we'll continue on for the rest of the week and so on. So as for the Yankees, started off going one and two against the Blue Jays, who I did say in my Yankees preview was a threat to win the AL East. Now, look, I'm not I'm not panicking. This isn't meant as a panic. I'm not anointing the Jays as division champs after three games. All I'm saying is that the Jays are a team that should not be taken lightly. That's all I'm saying. And some of what I'm going to be mentioning about the Yankees, it might seem like already complaining and panicking. With certain things, yeah, rightfully so. Panicking, no. Obviously not. There's no panicking here. But some things already got me agitated. 
Three games is all it took. Three games is all it took for me to get agitated with Aaron Boone and his lineups. So Stanton, okay, struggling through the first couple games. Not playing in game three. Aaron Boone's quote prior to the game. I'm not going to play him five days in a row. So they played Thursday. Had an off day Friday, as is common after the first game. This way, the, you know, if there's any rain now, the home team still has the chance to have a home, a home opener the next day. And then played Saturday and was off on Sunday. This is a designated hitter, a DH. And if you look at him, he looks like he's in tremendous shape. He looks like he can be playing linebacker or tight end in the, in the NFL. Yes, he's had injury concerns. But game three. Game three. Listen to what I'm saying here. This is the beginning of the season. After just coming off of spring training, after coming off of a shortened season a year ago, which, by the way, he had a, a monster postseason in as well. But I'm not going to play him five days in a row for a designated hitter. Are you kidding me? And this is not going to be the last time I'm on here ranting and raving about Aaron Boone and the lineups and the rest days. I can't stand it. You know what? Maybe that's why the Yankees have had so many injuries over the past few years is because of reasons like this. Because they get going, and then they stop. They get going, and then they stop. Just let them play. Let them get hurt actually playing. It's ridiculous. This, if maybe the reason was to get Aaron Judge a a game at DH, which is what he did on Sunday, you're telling me that Stanton is just completely, all of a sudden, inept at playing the outfield one day a week? Is that that what this comes down to? Because that's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous in all aspects. It's it's ridiculous that you have to give Aaron Judge a game as a DH in in game three after having an off day between one and two. That's ridiculous as well. So I don't know if it's he wanted to get him out of the lineup, he wanted to get Judge a half day off, or the fact that they had to get their love child, Brett Gardner, in the lineup. Brett Gardner... Resign with this team, hoping, at least for me, for my sake, understanding that his role is going to be as a bench player, as a reserve. Somebody that can come in at the end of the game as a defensive replacement or a pinch runner. Or give somebody a day off when needed. Not in game three of the season. So whatever the reason was, I hate it. And it doesn't make sense. And if a guy is struggling after two games of the season, you think all of a sudden resting him for the third game, he's going to just all of a sudden magically come back rejuvenated and find his move. Let him hit his way out of it. Because Stanton is the type of player who can, who can go 0 for 8 with six strikeouts and then come back the next game and hit three home runs. And it's not going to matter whether or not he had off the day before. It's ridiculous. And like I said, this is, this is not the first time. And this is why, this is one of the reasons why um, I started this show to begin with. Is because I just needed, 
I needed my outlet. I needed my platform to come on and just rant and rave whenever the hell I wanted to. And I couldn't really do it on on a fa- on my other platform on Fantasy Shadow, which is strictly more fantasy football related. I couldn't go and rant about the Yankees or the Mets or whoever. So that's why this show exists. It's for things like this. So anyway, why not give him the day off against the Orioles? Why not? If you really had to rest him so early in the season, why not give him a day off against the Orioles? And again, I'm not saying the season will come down to this first series, but there's a greater chance of the, of the division being a lot closer at the end of the season with the Jays than uh, Baltimore. I think we know that. So is this series the end-all, be-all? No. Will you look back on this in the first series of the season if you're within one game either way of the Jays and the a division title? Maybe. Maybe. It wouldn't come back and haunt you against Baltimore, I can tell you that. Because they're not going to be in contention at the end of the season. So if you really had to not want him to play five days in a row, have it a day off Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday against Baltimore. I think that would have made a lot more sense, no? If that's your reasoning behind having him have his day off on Sunday. But enough about that. All right, the bad. Aaron Hicks he needs to be dropped in the order. And again, there's no panic here. It's three games. But the Yankees, they, they develop infatuations with certain players. Aaron Hicks is one of them. Tyler Wade's another. Mike Tuchman's another. And I guess you can say Brett Garner in a sense is another. And I'm not going to bash Garner. I do like Garner. He's been a great Yankee for many, many years. He's a true leader. But Aaron Hicks is not a number three batter. He's just not. He's a, a talented player. He's a switch hitter. He can hit for average at times. He can hit for power at times. He has good speed. I can understand the rationale behind him batting third, but he, in reality, he's not a third hitter. He's not a, he's not a number three hitter. He's just, he's not. I think he should be dropped down maybe to six in that, in that area. And you can say, well, then who should bat third? I think it should be Gleyber Torres. I think pound for pound, he's just the best hitter. At least a better hitter than Aaron Hicks. No problem with DJ LeMayu leading off. No problem with Aaron Judge batting second. That's fine. But I don't think Aaron Hicks is the three batter that you or they envision. Hitting in between what should be Judge and Stanton. But I, I would move him down. And this might seem like it's uh, a in response to three games and going one and two, and Aaron Hicks start, and it's really not. I didn't like the order to begin with. I didn't like him batting third even prior to um, the um, season starting, so I I don't like it. I still don't like it, Um, and I would have him move down. Gio Urshela, not off to a great start either, and this is funny because I'm not as high on him as others have been over the past couple years, and I was one that when we know the Rockies were looking to trade uh, Nolan Arenado, when I would go out there and say, oh, you know, Yankees should really take a you know look at this. And then I had fans, I had fans tweet me back and say, why? We have Geo. Really? So you'd rather have Geo or Shella over one of the best third basemen in all, if not the best third baseman in all of baseball? Is there a reason 
And I'm not, I don't want to downplay what he's done since being a Yankee. He's done really well and he's been outstanding. And credit Brian Cashman on that. But is it possible there's a reason why he was a, a career journeyman reserve bouncing from team to team? Is there a reason why he was had so cheap? Because he wasn't very good. And I'm not saying now, I'm not saying a player can't develop over time. I'm not saying they can't get good. It happens all the time. He could be a late bloomer, absolutely. But is he the player that we've seen his first year here? Is Or is he more of the player that he was prior to coming to the Yankees? Or maybe he's just in between. But I don't think he would be a reason to prevent them from going out and upgrading that position if possible with a star like Arenado, although, you know, obviously that ship has sailed. But if you have an available player, as we have plenty of this coming offseason, shortstops, you can't let Gio or Shella be the reason why you're not going after them. And you could you could move things around very easily. You could put them at short, Glaber at second, Lemayu at third. But we have Gio Urshela. Look, I like him. I'm I just can't make him a focal point of if they want to upgrade the position, I'm all for it. All right, runners on base. A issue year after year after year. This team cannot get runners home. The clutch hitting is terrible, and it has been, and that's a primary reason why they haven't advanced in the playoffs the past couple years. Year after year, it's the same issue year after year. And I don't don't know how to change it. I wish I had an answer because I would be happy to write to them and let them know. But I don't think they know how to change it. It's just it's something with this team and this and this makeup of this team that yeah, they have a lot of you know, a lot of big hitters who like to hit home runs. That's probably part of it. Not everybody is DJ LeMayu. And then you have guys like Jay Bruce, and I, I like Jay Bruce. I'm happy he's on this team and we'll see what happens when when Luke Voigt comes back. But when you have and this not just for Jay Bruce, but when you have an open infield a completely open left side or right side because of the shift, and you're a major league hitter. Why can't you, anybody, just put a bunt down? You're getting, you would get on base no matter what. And some of these guys with speed can maybe even get a double out of it. Why do they insist on swinging away? I understand a home run is better than a single, but when you're trying to get something going as a team, a single would do just fine. Jay Bruce and these other boppers, they need to know how to bunt. That's something that's been taught since Little League, and it just blows my mind. If you do that twice, just twice, chances are that that shift isn't going to exist, at least not to that extreme much longer. And then you can do what you want. But as long as they're giving you a free base, take it. 
put the bat on the ball, bunt it, and go to first base. If the pitcher said, I want to walk you on four pitches, would you say no? No, I want I want to swing. No, let's, you know, let, I want you to pitch to me. And then strike out. I mean, come on. And that's not, again, it's not just for Jay Bruce. It's, it's for it's for all these major leaguers. It's just so frustrating. I just, again, something that I had to get off my chest. But it's not all bad. The good. Corey Kluber looked good. He had a limited amount of pitches. He hasn't really pitched in a game in over two years, pretty much. I think Michael Kay on the broadcast has had something like 35 innings over the past two seasons. So it's been a while. So I can understand why his pitch count was, you know, lower than others. But I, I liked what I saw. He looked pretty good. Gary Sanchez, okay, not great in Sunday's game, but he did homer in the first two. And it was very, very important for him to get off to a good start. Very, very important. And hopefully, again, not great in Sunday, but hopefully he can continue and help get his confidence back up after what was a putrid last season, in fact, two seasons. Michael King looked really good with six scoreless innings in relief of, of Domingo Armand, who wasn't terrible either. He, he gave up a couple early runs, a couple home runs. But Michael King, one hit, three strikeouts in relief. It's a positive. It's a positive. And this, again, there's nothing alarming or anything to worry about at this point. It's three games. And this is just, this is what we're doing. This is why I'm doing this. I just want to, got to get some things off my chest. Some things you're going to hear from me again about. I can guarantee this will not be the last time I am on here ranting and raving about Aaron Boone and his lineup decision. And this is more, I know, Yankee-based. Well, that's because the Mets didn't play. So I have nothing to say about the Mets. Hopefully this time next weekend or, or early in the week, I'll be able to talk more Mets. Maybe we'll get Eric Frank back on, and we can have a nice Mets conversation. So this isn't just supposed to be Yankees. Unfortunately, Mets, uh, it's the Nationals' fault why it is. So not alarming, nothing to worry about at this point, but they should go out and sweep Baltimore. And we'll see how the Mets do as they finally get this season going. And quick note, it's an absolute disgrace that the Nets are not the current number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Obviously, it's still time. But with this team, and I don't care who has played and who hasn't played, this Nets team should be the number one seed in the Eastern Conference easily. Sorry. That's just the way it is. You built this team for this reason. Now. You have to win. I'd laugh. I'd laugh if, if Philadelphia ends up beating them in the postseason. I would. Sorry. But you can't have uh, Kevin Durant, and I know he hasn't played, and Kyrie Irving. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. And then you go and trade for Harden. But you can't have that and then not and then not win the Eastern Conference. And they still might, but I'm just saying you have to be the number one seed. Nick suffered through a tough one-point loss against Minnesota, followed by a bad loss to the Mavs. Two very, very winnable games. And then they had a big a big 40-plus point win against Detroit. Still at 500. But for them to get over that hump and generate some momentum and try to get into the playoffs without a playing game, they need to win games like the ones they lost against Minnesota and Dallas. Those games you have to win. It was a nice showing against Detroit, yeah. But it's still just one win. You can win by one, you can win by 10, you can win by 40, as they did. 
counts as one win. But you got to beat the teams like, like Minnesota and Dallas. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app so you don't miss out on any episodes. There isn't currently a set schedule for the show as I'll just pop on whenever I feel like it and whenever I feel like talking about something, which is why it's important to subscribe. Please, enjoy the weekend. Oh, no, it's going to be Monday. Enjoy the week ahead, and we'll talk soon.